Hi, I'm Tony Hines, and you're listening to the Chain Reaction Podcast, all about supply chain advantage. Great to be here. Well, thanks for dropping by. Hi, well, this is the 10-minute business roundup. We're going to catch up with all the corporate news and what's been going on in government and what's happening around the world this week. So, spare 10 minutes, take a listen. Well, global factory growth has weakened as a result of higher commodity and energy prices. British manufacturing suffered first drop in output for over two years in July as new orders and fresh export business both continued to decline. The cost of living crisis, weak domestic demand and the uncertain future together with warm weather. Apparently demand goes down in warm weather for most products. And China's factory sector also posted surprise contraction along with South Korea and Taiwan who saw their first decline in output since 2020. In the eurozone most countries were hit by factory slowdowns. US manufacturing has also slipped and Germany's suffered a slump in consumer demand. Retail sales have dropped at the fastest rate since 1994. Elsewhere a grain shipment has left Odessa for the first time in months after the recent agreement. It's quite a surprise that this ship got away, and it's on its way to Lebanon. We'll have to see if any more ships follow suit. DHL is trying out sustainable delivery vans at Billingsgate Market in London. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. And no, this isn't a fishy article. It's uh, the real thing. There's rumours already of a Christmas tree shortage, and that's on the 1st of August. And I also heard from some American colleagues that Hershey, the chief executive, has already said there could be a chocolate shortage as we approach Halloween. We're talking about Halloween and Christmas in August. How strange. The Financial Times had an article of interest which said that academic publishers have been forced to delay publication of new books and absorb rising costs. Apparently the industry is struggling with paper shortages and shipping delays. Groups in both North America and Europe said printing schedules are taking at least twice as long, forcing them to alter publishing plans and use different types of paper and use also more expensive on-demand printers. Many companies in the sector warned of this disruption stemming from paper shortages following strikes by workers at Finnish mills, but the demand for books and packaging materials is high, so paper products are still in demand. Just can't get the paper. And this has come when prices are rising in almost every part of the print industry. It's noticeable with newspapers. The price of newsprint has risen and the price of newspapers is rising. Doubtful that people be able to afford the uh, cover price of the publications soon. Not on any regular reading basis anyway. Apparently it's taking much longer to get books into warehouses now. It's gone from 8 weeks to 16 weeks And the cost of publishing has risen somewhere between 11 and 15%, according to Harvard University Press. Before the pandemic, new titles would typically take four weeks to go from press to warehouse, said Duke University Press. It's now taking nine to 17 weeks. And most of the professionals in the industry said that they haven't seen schedules like that in 27 years. So it's uh, not looking good. Deadlines have been missed. 
And this is causing all kinds of problems for people marketing books and selling books because they can't get the product into the stores and they can't meet the customer demand. It's difficult in the book business if you advertise a product and you can't get the book to store in time. It causes real problems. And sometimes you never recover the sales on the book. You never claw that back. It's also likely to affect academic presses and, uh, of course, resources for teaching. Well, it looks like the oil industry has been making hay while the sun shines. And what I mean by that is over the past few months, oil prices have surged. And as those oil prices have surged, we now have reported profits for the past half year from major oil companies such as Shell. They declared £10 billion worth of profits in that period. And this week we have BP reporting and they've said that uh, their profits have hit £7 billion pounds for the quarter. Now the UK government did talk about imposing an energy tax but that only came into force. This is a windfall tax on energy companies because of these surging prices but that only came into force on the 14th of July so those companies will not be hit with that tax at this time. So it seems an enormous amount of money and the energy companies of course are irritating the general public and of course government because they've said they'll give shareholders uh, the dividend, which will be high as a result of their increased profits. But really, I don't suppose one can complain about that because uh, they are a business and that's what they're in business to do. And dividends are part of the deal if you invest in the company. Now, the other thing that's quite interesting is that um, Maersk have reported higher profits in 2022. They've beat the second quarter revenue expectations because of the congested global supply chains which boosted freight rates. So these congestions in global supply chains are good news for somebody, the shipping companies mainly, because it's leading to higher freight rates and that's boosting profits. Maersk said its underlying earnings before tax, depreciation and amortization, the EBITDA, is around $37 billion and it forecast just $30 billion earlier in the year. So they've uh, raised the profits quite a bit there, almost a quarter, 25% up. Underlying earnings before interest is now expected at around $31 billion, up from the previous guidance of $24 billion. They expect things to normalise in ocean container shipping in the fourth quarter of the year, so it's not expected that this will continue, but they've done pretty well out of the uh, supply chain disruptions that pushed up those freight rates. Well, you know things aren't quite right when Amazon starts pulling back from its expansionist plans. And they've said that they're slowing things down in the United States in 2023 to better align things and bring things into balance with customer demand. So obviously, there's a fall in customer demand in the US that's changing the plans for Amazon. And despite what uh, Janet Yellen said a week or two back about there being no signs of recession, this might be one. Amazon said they've got a glut in capacity. It invested $6 billion in additional cost to achieve that extra capacity for warehouse space. But they're driving the costs down at the moment, so they're focused very much on driving costs down because of the fall in demand. Amazon, of course, put substantial investment in during the early part of the pandemic and demand reached a high point in 2021. So they're now making some adjustments 
to pull things back in line with this fall in demand. In 2021, they put 55% of their capital investment into warehouse and transportation. But in the next year, they only expect that to hit 40%. The year-on-year sales have fallen by 4%. And of course, Amazon declared a net loss for the first time in a long time this year of $2 billion in the quarter. There's still a lot of investment going on in Amazon, and I know they've invested a lot to expand the warehousing, transport and fulfillment operations in the past couple of years. So this is just a a smoothing out to uh, meet that demand, probably. And last Thursday, of course, the House of Representatives approved a sweeping $280 billion legislative package designed to keep the U.S. competitive with China. And in particular, $52 billion of that is set aside for computer chips to increase output of those. And so that's it. There'll be more news, of course, in the Saturday Roundup, so you can catch up. So that's it for this episode. Hope that's been a useful update for you. I'm Tony Hines. I'm signing off. Bye for now. been listening to the Chain Reaction Podcast written, presented, and produced by Tony Hines. Hi, I'm Tony Hines. I'm here to tell you about the Chain Reaction Podcast, all about supply chain advantage. I've been researching and writing about supply chains for over 25 years. I wrote my first book on supply chain strategies in the early 2000s. Each week we have special episodes on particular topics relating to supply chains. Now we have a weekly news roundup every Saturday at 12 noon. All things impacting global supply chains in that week. So come and join us on the Chain Reaction Podcast. I look forward to seeing you there. I'm Tony Hines. I'm signing off. Bye for now.